The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed too, the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, The Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday, so if you missed that and you'd like to catch it, you can do so up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he should be live in that area right there. And um, he'll be here for two hours today because it's Saturday. So be sure and check that out. Also, uh, just a little apology. Uh, the cafe, the Brown Cafe is going, okay? <laughs> my wife is busy me, uh, making some things. We're going to gather with my mom and dad and, and our kids over here around lunchtime today. And uh, just have fellowship together and some eating and stuff like that. So um, that's going to be going on. You may hear another song going in the background. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, just letting you know, that's just us, all right? On the right side of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com is where we're at. Click on the play button. Blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the rumble icon. Bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. Join us in the chat. Lots of friends over there. Good morning, you guys. Good to see you. And uh, while you're over there, please subscribe to the channel. It's Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. And then if you are, want to go over to beforeitsnews.com and support them as well, we're at the top of the page over there, and we appreciate Michael Roach and his team giving us a spot on their platform. Back to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Right up under where we're streaming live is uh, where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, that contains all the articles for the day, including the Morning Show Archive. I apologize. I didn't get to get that out yesterday, so it'll go out hopefully today uh, along with today's archive. Okay, so you'll have those uh, together and then some other articles that we have for the day. So if you want that late afternoon, early afternoon is where that uh, late afternoon, early evening is where that shows up. And uh, be sure and check that out. And finally, I, I did want to, uh, again, make mention, we'll try to do this, you know, through the end of the year. Uh, but we still are pushing um, Bradley's first book that he wrote, over the summer, and that was Soldier of the Cross. And, of course, we have the uh, the bundle that's there. But uh, here it is, 
top of the page on thesonsofliberty.squarespace.com, or you can get there by clicking the store menu at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You get the uh, the book, you get a shirt with the artwork there, the back with the statement from Peter Muhlenberg, and then also a dog tag of your color, silver or black, uh, starting at $34. Depending on your t-shirt size, that will go up a little bit. Um, you can also get the shirt by itself. You can get the book by itself for 10 bucks. And then the dog tags are $8. So just want to let you guys know that's there. Uh, the All the Profits, we're pointing to the front, is also available. It's, that's the second book. And then as soon as the third book is out, I guess we're going to have that one ready as well. And there's all kinds of other items there, great conversation starters, education material, uh, and things of that nature. So be sure and check out our store over at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Now, I, you know, it's funny. I was watching some people in chat. Yes, it's been three weeks since we've had a Saturday show. I mean, last week I was, I was, I was on my back in the bed and I spent most of the week there, uh, this week. And, um, uh, you know, I woke up this morning, I had no pain in my kidneys and stuff. Praise the Lord. You know, sola deo gloria, uh, to God alone be the glory. And, uh, I was, I'm thrilled at that. I told the Lord, thank you. Thank you that I've not had this the recurring pain from this urinary tract infection. So I'm going to continue to take the things that I'm taking, which are you know, the cranberry stu- supplements and the uh, the D-manos uh, and drinking lots of water. I don't think I've drank this much water. I forced myself to drink it uh, because it keeps that, it had kept that pain away. And I appreciate all of your prayers as well. Um, uh, the Father has heard us and we give him the glory for it. All right. And uh, I, I don't know if Kate's going to join us this morning. Uh, but she did tell me yesterday, we were having a little conversation about things that's going on. Um, I, I hope she won't mind me sharing because I think she would share it with you. But she did ask me to keep her and especially her children um, in prayer. Uh, her One of her daughters is uh, in the hospital. And um, she had someone tell her that people are going to be after her children. So let's keep her children in prayer, okay? And um, the Lord knows what he's doing, and Kate does too. <laughs> she went in there all authoritative uh, to these doctors and nurses, and as only Kate can do, right? Um, <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. You're going to do this. And she starts rattling off this stuff. that Yes, yes, okay, we'll do that. We'll order that. We'll get this. And you just got to hear the story. So if she shows up, we'll let her tell the story. If not, uh, I didn't get a chance to really uh, talk with our uh, our guest here, but I did hear from Kate about what he's doing. And uh, no, for those of you who are going to, who may have a, a little issue here uh, with some things, because he goes by the handle Padre, I said, is he Roman Catholic? And she goes, no, he's not. <laughs> I said, okay. So uh, she said he's, he's doing some work uh, here in the States, in the San Francisco area where he is ministering to some of our homeless veterans. I mean, isn't this a shame? Isn't this a shame that those who fought thinking they're fighting for liberty... Now, look, many of these men were fighting corporate wars, and they didn't know it. They signed on the line of line thinking they're defending the, the American people. But they go out there with a mentality. They lose limbs. They lose lo- friends. They... they experience all this trauma and where do the American people see fit to put them and leave them out on the street. And sadly, I, you know, I'll say shame on South America, uh, South America, South Carolina here 
in our capital of Colombia, they want to criminalize these guys just because they don't have a home. They want to throw them in jail. Um, what have we done? We're going to talk. We're going to talk a little bit about that and reference the scriptures as to what these things are. But it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty Padre. Good to see you, man. Good morning to you, Tim. In fact, you know, even though I've got this on, <laughs> I'm going to take this off. <laughs> I think after after that introduction. Yeah, you I don't. Mean, you don't. You don't need that stuff, man. <laughs> well, you know, it, it doubles. You know, if you forget to brush, you know, it, it does. It does help. Um, <laughs> Obviously, as an English guy, often you forget to brush. Is that the lovely Kate Shemarani? Hey, Kate, great it to see you. It is, and you know what? Uh, it's quite, quite fun. She's not, we don't have no sound. Kate, we don't have no sound. Drama there you go. Going on in, in my fam at the We're losing your sound there, Kate. Uh, she's not hearing. Here. Okay, here. now you sound you like you're on a spacecraft somewhere or something. Do I really? Houston, we have right. a problem. <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay, you're fine. You know go, go ahead. Go ahead. How's go. that? How's yep, that's that? great. That's great. Tim. Yep. How's that? That's great. You're good. Why can I not? I can... <laughs> hang on. I'm going to have to do... Hang on. All right. Okay. There we are. Da, da, da. How's that? <laughs> Okay, we got your sound and we got your video. Okay, all right, good. All right, Padre, why don't you continue? We'll, we'll bring Kate. We'll, Kate. Yeah. Well, hang on just a second. Let Padre finish what he was saying, and then because uh, I, I did share a little bit about people praying for you and for your kids and stuff. So, Padre, share what you were sharing, and then we'll we'll get Kate on here. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I barely said hello, and <laughs> um, you know, uh, so. So here's the thing, right? So back uh, when the the whole thing kicked off in Israel, um, I and they started talking about deploying troops. So I started a prayer group online. Didn't know. I chatted with Kate about it as well, and and so we decided, you know use talent the best way right i'm a healthcare chaplain trained as healthcare chaplain i was actually a pediatric icu chaplain um and so i thought well how can i best use my skills we've got people at home that are worried and we've got people deployed that are worried so i started this prayer group it quickly grew we've got you know we're we're closing in on eleven thousand followers now and I just felt Christmas time, you know, what can you do? And of course, a lot of homeless people are being criminalized now. Every time I go to, I live in Yosemite, but every time I go to San Francisco, I see homeless veterans on the street. So this year, I'm going to take a little bit of humor, a lot of God's love. And as we said about John the Baptist, you know, you've got to be a voice in the wilderness. Come on, that's right. You've got to, you, you know, you really do, um, I think, have to prepare the way for the Lord's coming. And what better way than, you know, being able to hand out some food? I'm using high protein, good quality high protein bars, and then also giving out, believe it or not, dog biscuits. Yep. And what was funny is when I talked to the young Miss Shamarana yesterday, she said, what about dog biscuits? And I was like, I've already got them. 
which, you know, it's very rare that I can get ahead of Kate. But yesterday, it would seem that I was already prepared. But you have to get up early in the morning to get one over on Kate. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Well, I'm excited that you're here and for what you're doing. Uh, because it's it's a te- you know the Bible says that we're not to be just hearers of the word only or, or we're not to be hearers only but doers of the word and not deceive mm-hmm. ourselves right and so this is a part of that is an expression of love Jesus said you know if you even give a cup of cold water and boy what I learned from that book Kate about the guy studying the water I'm sitting here going that's pretty profound. Uh, of giving a, cu- a cup of water to somebody in the name of Christ. And so it's it's very important. Now, Kate, do you want to give some people some update as to why you're driving and uh, what's going on there with your daughter and your, and your kids? Well, you know, when, when things come for us... Okay, we're, ha- we're having some connection issues, getting the voice and everything going. Because I'll get back where I am. <laughs> Kate, Kate, Kate. And uh, there we go. Where focus? Yeah. So for some reason, we're getting a lot of glitching. I mean, we can't hear anything that you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's where I'm okay. Do, let's let's see. I, I'm well. Okay. Let's 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 let you do your thing there. How, how about you do your thing? Is that okay? And I can give a little update if that's okay with you. I can give a little update as to what's going on. <laughs> okay. All right. I think we're just going to have a, we're going to have a tough time okay. because you don't have a good connection there, Kate. So, uh, um, it's going to be fine. It's just one little bottleneck that I always drive through. <laughs> That we can never hear people when I drive through it. Okay. Now I'm through it. Great. You hear me now? Yes. Yes. Hopefully, it'll at yeah, least we can get the audio. Back. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So look, you know, while we're looking at what's going on around the world, we're watching the TV, we're looking at proxy wars, we're worried about Anthony Fauci, we're worried about that uh, cross-dressing uh, bloke terrorist at the World Health Organization, and all the rest of it. And all of a sudden, we get excited on a Friday afternoon when we're not expecting it. And when that happens, it reminds you that all of these things around the world, you don't have a lot of uh, control over. You don't have a lot of control over, but you do have a lot of control of what's happening in your own circle. That's right. And sometimes it reminds us, it reminds us that we've almost got ADHD with what's going on. And what, what we're told is to hand everything over to the Lord, hand our troubles over, ask the Lord to show us the way. And my uh, one of my kids is very, very sick, and it's, it's a very serious situation. And if I could pick a worse scenario, I think I'd struggle. It's pretty bad. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, I still have to fit in my patients and everything else that I'm doing. I had a new radio show to do this morning for two hours at 8 a.m. But as, as Padre Simon knows, I was down at the coast last night at 10, 11 o'clock shopping for pajamas and 
slippers, socks, and, and pants and knickers, you know, and today I've got, and then I had to do the radio and dot walk the dogs. Now I'm off to get lots of food after the show. And then I have to do an hour and a half drive to the hospital. But you know what? There's no such thing as time because the Lord gives us the time. So uh, basically, you know, that's, that's what it is. So for every mother out there right now, as Mary was with her own son, I understand every mother's pain because when you get pregnant, the cells of your child, they never leave you and your cells are in your child because the umbilical cord. And it's a mother's love where a mother will, will die for her children. Yep. For every mother out there right now, and I've got some mothers who I'm helping them with their adult children, with their younger children because they're sick. I'm with you. I'm with you because I'm not just empathizing. I'm going through it with you. I've already had it with one of my kids, and that was bad enough. Now I have it with another one. So I'm with every mother today, and every mother is with me today. You know what? It's God willing. God will show me the way. And so far, I just want to tell everyone, 24 hours, Zabio Zolfi, Zolfi, who you saw on this show with the zero spike, I just went on. I asked. They did more than deliver. It's all coming. It's already been shipped. Uh, we had John on from, from his B-17. I spoke to the guys there to, to buy. It's already being shipped. Everything I needed is on its way. A team in uh, a team in Italy. I'm speaking to to Zabia today. A team in Iran. My ex-husband. A team in uh, Mexico. Dr. Patrick, because who you've had on this show, who is a very good friend of my daughter, because I used to be engaged to Dr. Patrick, because he stepped immediately up and he called my daughter. The amount of people around when, when you think that you're on your own, this is when you will see who really is behind you. That's right. Beside you, holding mm -hmm. you up. Yep. And my good friend Vicky, Katrina, and and also you know Sharon from Genesis Healing. She was straight in there looking for prayers, wolf prayers, warrior prayers. Praying in circles. Tim Brown, who you're talking to today, said, I want to send you something for Christmas, which is it's like the in-joke. He sends me American vouchers and then he gets to spend them. It's hilarious. I said, I don't want anything. <laughs> I, I said this. I, said, I don't think you got to spend them. I don't think anybody got to spend them. Okay, Kate, you're you're doing the robot thing again. And then I rang, I rang. All right, no, I said. And then I rang Padre Simon. I said, "Will you get on your group?" And we mm. They took her name. So you know, this is the time when uh, I think to myself, you know what? There's nothing better than God's army. Amen. Amen. Yeah, well, this this is the whole point of uh, you know the the body of Christ. The body, if one part of the body's hurting, 
Yeah, if one part of the, the, the we're having this breakup and it's I don't know what's going on. I, I know connections are bad and stuff like that, but that's part of you know that's part of what the body does is you know Paul tells us in in First Corinthians he talks about you know if one part of the body hurts the whole body hurts. I mean, my goodness, mm-hmm. can I testify to that this week? If my kidney's hurting, everything's hurting. Uh, it affects bladder, it affects stomach, it affects your mind, all of this stuff. And uh, so the, the body is to come together. And yes, we have been praying for uh, your daughter and for, for your other kids and, and for you as you're doing what you're doing. I was telling uh, the people before you came on uh, that you were telling me the story and Kate goes in, you know, she said, I got the the black leather gloves and the jacket and all this stuff. And I'm going in and tell them, no, you're not going to do that. And you're going to do this and you're not going to do that. And you're going to order this. And, and they're just going, uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. We need to know your name. No, you don't. You just need to know that I'm her mom, <laughs> stuff like that. And so, you know, Kate has a commanding presence when she comes in to do what the things that she knows and she knows them by experience. She knows them by experience. And that is, isn't that the way the Christian life is supposed to be, too? We not only talk about what we don't know, maybe we learn things in the Scripture, but we know by experience. Why? Because we're walking in the footsteps of the Lord. And with that said, Padre, that's one of the things that you're talking about doing here in San Francisco as well, while Kate's doing that here. Obviously, some people say, well, it's her daughter and this, that, and the other. No, Kate's done this for a lot of people. She's intervened for a lot of people. This is Tim. I was doing it two nights earlier for somebody who's not a relative, a gentleman in his 80s. I had to speak to the consultant in the hospital. Then I had to follow it up. They they hadn't followed it up. Things hadn't been done. He was very vulnerable. So for the next 48 hours, I was sorting that as well as I'd just been told about my daughter. I'm not saying, look, I'm wonderful. I'm saying I don't drop the ball because God the Lord Yahweh never gives us more than we can manage. That's right. Yep. Yeah, no, that, and that's what I was saying. It wasn't to build you up. It was just to say, this is this is this is what it looks like in the experience of the things that we talk about. Let, let me let me give it for instance, and then Padre, I'll have you come in here. Uh, this is you know one of these passages that we go through all the time uh, in making reference to when we're talking about. Uh, you know, caring for uh, or, or doing the works that we're supposed to do. And yes, Christians are to do works. We're not saved by them, but we do them because we've been saved. And so, because that's what the Spirit empowers us, Ephesians 2.10, is to do those works which God has set before us. And so when we go over to James chapter 2, one of the things that we see here is it says, um, let me scroll down here just a tad. Oh, there it is. Okay. He says, What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and hath not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of food, if they be a veteran with a dog on the street, that, it doesn't say that, but I'm just I'm throwing that in there because it's the same thing. And one of you or somebody in the hospital who needs your help and you're able to help them, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled. Notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit? It doesn't profit anything. You, you, you become a Pharisee. You become a guy that says, Oh, let me pray for you, brother. And then you, you, you see no way in which you can actually help them. Or you, have no way, you, you offer them no means of real help. He says, And one of you say to them, Depart in peace, be ye for him. What does it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. 
And then he argues, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. You'll know that I really believe. You know that I've really been forgiven of my sin by the works that I do. Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou, oh, wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? And then he gives us the example of Abraham. Real quickly, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, it was imputed unto him for righteousness. So so see, even James is going right along with what Paul says. He's not contradicting Paul. Paul said that Abraham was imputed righteous, or he was declared righteous by his faith, right? He believed God. And we read that, what, a week or two ago. And he was called the friend of God. Ye see then now how that by work by a, a man or by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot, harlot justified by works? What? She hid the spies, right? She believed they were God's people. When she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And these are the things that we're talking about, whether it's in the hospital, whether it's working with sick people or homeless people or whatever the case may be, Christians absolutely. demonstrated their faith by their works. Padre? Well, no, I, I think absolutely right. So, um, you know, I, I don't know how many of your crowd are TikTok people, but um, I put it on TikTok because that's a huge platform and I'm there under People's Padre, and we were really we were really blessed. Uh, Grant Stinchfield did um, a video for us yesterday. Um, we've been praying now there for our veterans since everything kicked off. So about eight weeks or more, we've been meeting live twice a day at three and six Pacific time. And this idea, you know, and it's funny, you can go to any city in America, but especially the liberal cities right now, the blue cities, and you will find so many people on the street. um, And most of them appear to be either drugged or trying to dodge the people who are. And to me, you know, this idea of, you know, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. Well, I think if you can, you know, if you can really get out there and you can give someone something to eat, and it, a lot of the veterans, uh, you know, they'll have dogs with them for companionship, and if they have their dogs with them, what what nicer thing it is than to minister to them for a minute, have a laugh with them, and then be able to give them something not just for them but for their dog now i have to tell you the group that i have online at, at uh, uh, people's padre on tiktok they got behind this um a few people have chipped in but people are furiously praying for it um it's you know so far i've committed i've gone out i've got the the protein bars i've got the doggy snacks um the only thing i didn't buy that i probably should have done for san francisco is the stun gun but i'll rely on god for that 
Um, but apart from that, you know, uh, San Francisco right now, the homeless are creeping back in. And amongst that population, there's a lot of homeless vets that really deserve they deserve more than a protein bar. They they deserve our unequivocal thanks and praise for, for what they did for our country, many of them. Right, right. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking too, uh, even as I was here, I, I kind of wish you were on this side of the United States because uh, I might band together with some of my boys and my son-in-law and truck down there, you know, with you if you're on the streets uh, here. Um, and I don't, to tell you the truth, in our area, specifically where we're at, um, I don't know of any homeless, you know, where there's where there's gatherings of the homeless here, because I've never seen any of them uh, drive, and when we drive through town or anything like that. But I know there are other, a lot of these metropolitan areas, they have a lot of homeless people. And, you know, it's really a, a big shame that, that those kind of things go on. But I'm glad you're out there doing what you're doing. Now, here's the question that I have, too, is on top of that, is if you might need some things like uh, uh, clothing for some of these guys. I'm, I'm wondering, I don't know how, how cold it is in San Francisco this time of year, but um, I, I don't know if any of these guys need clothing, if they need blankets or, you know, maybe there's some people in that area that can, uh, maybe they've got... Uh, a room they can open up for some of these guys or something like that. Something that's, that's even more tangible than just, you know, a, a protein bar or, or those kinds of things. Is there something more tangible that people can do? Well, here's the thing, right? So there are a lot of aid agencies in the San Francisco area and it's impossible really to network with everyone you know, what I do, I'm kind of staying in my lane in a way. So what we do is we pray uh, for our military twice a day online while they've been deployed. And we pray for our veterans and our gold star mothers. So this for us, Tim, is an extension, really, of the love for our military. And we know that some people are going to fall through the gap over Christmas. And so for us, um, if we can, you know, if if we can just, you know, touch a few people, pray for a few people and let them know um, that we are there for them. Um, I'd like to then try and pass some of their information forward to larger agencies. I mean, we don't have money and we don't have resources really to be handing out blankets, but there are people that do. And so the information I collect will be vital intel really to give back to these agencies. You know, I did serve as a military chap and myself. I have a big heart for these guys. And I know that for them, community is everything. Some of these guys are very adept at living rough and some of them will never ask you for anything. And, and they're proud and they're independent people. And I understand that too. So, you know, I'm going to take a different approach to see if I can get some information and, and feed that back to the right agencies so that they can get some help. Um, you know, I'm on my own. Um, I'm doing this on my own um, on behalf of a larger group. And to be fair, I could do with you and your sons, mate, to be <laughs> fair. Um, I, I would... I would love, I'd love to hang out with someone that just had a beard like that. I'll be honest. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it would be it would be a lot of fun to do that. But I, I, you know what? I think this thing of uh, of doing that. Now we got a question here, and I think it's a valid question. Um, what what do we what do you what have you seen with a lot of the homeless? Uh, as far as drug use, alcohol abuse, and look, I, I understand some of them will quote unquote self medicate with the alcohol. Some of them will keep warm with the alcohol, uh, and many of them will become, you know, drunkards. I mean, so, some of them will become drunkards. Some of them will become abusers of these things. What is there to help in that way? Because I see people saying, "Oh, just let them go into these places and shoot up, and they'll be safe there." And it's like, well, wait a minute. If that stuff's dangerous out on the street, it's dangerous in that room too. Um, what's what's being? Is there anything that's being done to help some of these people? And is that is that a problem that you've seen on the street as well? Well, I, I mean, I'm not a drug rehab counselor, but I am a PTSD counselor, and I recognize that what you're saying, of course, is a hundred percent right. Um, there is a lot of um, mental illness um, that kind of goes with the territory, the PTSD that then leads to self-medication. But we can't deny the fact that you sometimes become a product of your environment as well. And I think if we took you, mate, and we stuck you on the street in a group of people, you might be all right for six months, but give you a year, two years, three years, then the drugs become a coping mechanism. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm very, very honest about stuff. I can't change the lives for all these people in a day. Um, but if I can just find one or two people that I can actually crack the nut, if I can just get through to them, and maybe at that stage, you know, the Lord has a chance to touch them, then it will be worthwhile. Um, it's monumental, isn't it, to think of, of taking that all on. And by the way, I want to add something to what you said just earlier about Kate. I had a long chat with Kate yesterday, and I think I'm going to put somewhere in my advanced directives that if anything happens to me before anyone comes near me, they call Kate Shamrani. That's a, hey, that's a, that's some probably some wise words there, brother, to, to do that. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. At the same time, I think, you know, I, when I read in the scriptures, Jesus going to the people, he looks out among them, he looks at them, they, they appear to him as sheep without a shepherd. They're lost. That's what the idea is. When we use the term lost, they have no purpose in their life. Their purpose might be getting money, or it might be getting drunk, or it might be, you know, pursuing this woman or that man or whatever the case may be. But he went to them and he didn't he didn't give them a place to give excuses for why they were conducting themselves the way they were he just went to them and he called them to repentance he called them to quit their sin stop sinning and to follow after him that's what he called them to do and so see, that, that's faith without that, that goes back to works as yep. part of that's faith, right, right? yeah and that's that's what i'm saying his message was one of Quit dealing with things the way you're dealing with them. Come follow me. I'll teach you how to deal with that. I'll teach you how to overcome it. And we see many people who followed him. And what did they do? They overcame, didn't they? I mean, Peter's a, a prime example, a guy who's constantly sticking both feet in his mouth. Um, and he's a rough fisherman. And he's constantly doing that. But eventually, 
Jesus teaches him to overcome. Uh, you've got a guy who doesn't believe, and Jesus eventually teaches him to believe to where his his faith becomes actions, and he goes and he even becomes a martyr for the faith. He seals his testimony in his own blood. So this is the thing, too. There is There has to be not just the giving of the cold water, or in your case, the protein bar and the dog biscuit and things of that nature, or a blanket from somebody else. But there has to be the message to call men from their sin. And I'm, I'm hoping that's part of your message, too, as you talk with some of these veterans, is to call them away from sin and call them to the Lord Jesus. Well, yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? So my approach, um, I think, you know, especially when you're talking to someone that may have PTSD or may um, obviously have some kind of addiction issues, um, you know, being relatable, understanding who the person is, um, who may be in an altered state of mind because of the drugs, can sometimes make can sometimes make that message uh, a difficult one. Um, but for me, I I just think that you know, especially in California, you know, we're in a state where almost your sins are encouraged. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, maybe I'm wrong to say that. No, they are. They are there. You're exactly right. It, it's it, it's like come as you are, and perhaps get a little worse. And so, for me, I I'm not big on calling out sin as much as I am on calling out the love of Christ with people, um, which is really the job of a chaplain. Um, obviously you address things as they come up, as the person's mind is able. If you're talking to someone and they're kind of zoomed out of their mind on some of these drugs. And, and the last time I was in San Francisco, mate, you will see, I mean, people are like zombies. There are some new drugs out. It's like watching Thriller by Michael Jackson. You know, you get people that are just even doing that walk and their minds are miles away so when you meet those people there is no reasoning you know it, it, at that stage it's like trying to reason with a terrorist you know if they've got an altered state of mind there's not a lot that you can do um but to love them to provide a momentary support and i would say this my job going there and this is the word god gave to me is to provide a ministry of presents for Christmas. Everyone talks about Christmas presents. And I'm going to spell it with an E-N-C-E. Um, the ministry of presents, actually going there as a warm body for Christ to listen, to counsel, to pray, to feed a little bit, to laugh with a little bit. And just to say, look, I know life's pretty awful for you right now, but Jesus loves you. And he put me here today just to give you a little something, your dog a little something, and to let you know if if you need help, I'm going to follow up and I'm going to try and get you the help and the resources you need. I'm just one person. There's, you know, I'm not Superman. I probably, if I was Superman, he would have an English accent. Obviously. <laughs> hey, I, you know, don't get me wrong here. I mean, obviously, you got two British people on your show. 
clearly there's a reason for that and i think we both know what that is yes yeah absolutely yeah no when i when i'm talking about calling people away from sin i'm talking about doing the things that you're talking about doing there uh but and people know me here on the show um i don't i don't browbeat people over the things but i will tell them look the bible says these things it's part of my conversation with people that i've had on the show whether they've been muslim whether they've been christian or non-christian or uh, we, we've had some people with Hindu backgrounds and stuff like this. Mine is to treat people with uh, the respect due those who bear the image of God, but yet to bring his message to them. And it's not a, a again, it's not a, a thing of, a, of an attack on them or trying to oppress them. It's a thing of trying to deliver. But I do understand that many of these people, I have seen some of the videos, especially out of, I think it was Philly, um, where some of these people are just walking around like some of these zombie movies that you see, like what you were saying. And it's like, what is going on? But you're not, I mean, you may be able to speak to them and who knows what you say, even to those people whose minds are fixed on whatever the drugs are doing to them. Who knows what bondage is going to be broken by the words that you speak to them in that moment, right? Who knows Amen, where it's going to be Amen. broken in there? I mean, Jesus went up to the Gadarene demoniac. I mean, they had to chain this guy down, right? Put him in the cemetery, and he gives him his mind back. Now, you know, we serve the same Christ. It's the same spirit that set that man free that's supposed to be in us. I can't sit here and tell you, hey, I can go do that with somebody, but I know the spirit can do that. And so that's why I want to drop the scripture on them at different intervals, because the Word of God is what contains the power, not me or you, right? It's Christ that Amen. lives in us. Hey. Amen. And, you know, it's funny. I performed many exorcisms as a hospital chaplain, um, several um, back in the day as a parish priest. And I have um, I've seen the Spirit, you know, just leap in and do wonderful, incredible, miraculous things. Um, the ministry of presence is where it all starts. You have to be present to someone, you know, if you're going to help them. And I want to share this with you, May. I, I didn't come on your show today asking anyone for anything. Um, but I will say this. I did ask a couple of people if they were interested in going and helping and doing some things and when i was going to plan it on a bigger scale and people said you're having a laugh it's so dangerous there it's so dangerous and i thought about it and i thought oh yeah it is dangerous isn't it but i was going anyway but then it hit me i thought yeah it is dangerous but there is that aspect as well um the streets up there are not safe most of the stores are closing um because of the robberies and the violent crime it's a different place today it's just a different place um but it's funny when you reach out and you ask people as a, as a single guy that's going there all i can do is um i've got these uh i've got these cross body bags that are a laptop size I will fill them um, with treats for dogs, protein bars for people, and I will head on out. It's my understanding there will be people giving out bottled water as well over the Christmas. So hopefully my goal is to get a moment with them 
and like you say just to just to try and let the spirit work its magic because it certainly isn't mine i'm just a janitor for christ mate i'm just mopping up and trying to help the problems in people's lives you know we we started this group online to pray for our military we've been doing it twice a day but then it turned into praying for the members of the group we've had people receive healings we've had people that have got a job within a day or two of being prayed for. You know, there is no doubt the Lord Jesus is very much alive and in our midst. Amen. And we are seeing these wonderful miracles and wonders. We went from 300 to 10,500 people very, very quickly. People are hungry and they're thirsting for Jesus right now. They feel inside something is wrong, my friend. You almost feel like something bad's about to happen or something's going to change forever. And you're not sure what it is. But I've, in all my years, I've not known a Christmas like this one. I, am I right? Yeah, it's it's definitely a different uh, time in the United States. And, you know, this is something... You know, Padre, on just so you get a flavor for the Sons of Liberty, I mean, we bring out what goes on in the news and these kinds of things, and we go back to the Scripture and we say, look, uh, what America is under right now is God's judgment. We're not waiting on it. It's been there. You read Deuteronomy 28, and it's just like a bullet point of what God says He does to a disobedient people, which He did to Israel. 1 Corinthians 10 tells us we, we look at those things that are written in the Old Testament as an ex- they were to be an example to us of what not to do. Don't do what those people did, or you're going to face the same thing. And God hasn't changed, and neither has man. Man finds new ways to commit the same old sins, but God deals with man in the same fashion. He does it in every nation on, on the earth uh, in the same way. You read Deuteronomy 28, you read Leviticus 26, and you go over there, and it, the, the point is to call men back to repentance. Why? Because they've departed wickedly from their God, and God is ready and willing to forgive and to heal the land, but his people have got to start repenting. And if they don't repent, how, if, you, if there's no repentance, if there's no turning away from that and turning back to him, then how, 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 does, he, how does he do anything apart from granting that to the people. That's not his nature to do it, except for that. No, I I agree with you. Um, You know, I wish I could remember the the scripture. I want to say I was in Deuteronomy, or, you know, it was five o'clock in the morning when we started, and I managed to, after packing some stuff, to get to bed at half past two. So forgive my recall this morning. Um, But... The passage that I was reading yesterday talked about how the foreigners in your land will overtake you. That's Deuteronomy 28, yep. That's where we are, yeah. Um, The foreigners will overtake you, and you will borrow from them. And, you know, you only have to look around at our inner cities now, especially um, the border towns and where we are um, with San Francisco to see the words of scripture are coming out. Kate said something very interesting to me yesterday about things happening at frequencies and biblical prophecy 
repeating itself at frequency. And it was honestly, when Kate speaks, it's so smart that you you almost have to pause and then go back and and try and ingest it. But it was absolute genius. I don't know if she's there. But if she is, I'm sure she'll speak to that. Yeah, I think um, she's taking care of some things there were, uh, that she's picking up. So I went ahead and muted her because she would come in and out with. There she is. I'm here. I'm, lis- I'm listening. Okay. I can't speak. No, that's so fine. Just- yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and do what you got to do there. I hope I hope she didn't hear the bit where I called her a genius. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never live that down. <laughs> No, well, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, over the years, and I was thinking of that even this morning, over the years that we've been doing the broadcast together, uh, you know, God has used her as an example to me of what she's faced and how she's faced it uh, with grace. I mean, God has given her grace at every step, whether she was fine, whether she was thrown in jail, whether they were using her kids against her, uh, people coming and saying nasty things about her. Um, but she was... Uh, I, I don't know how to say it, except I, I was just, I would always come away from the conversation in awe of what God was doing in her life, and uh, so thankful for what he was teaching me through that. And he does that. Again, I go back to what I said at the first of the show about experience. You know, we can't, if we don't experience, we can't teach others either. And, you know, we can we can get things in our head, but until we go and do it ourselves, it's 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 a theory for us. We, we've got to go and put our hand to the plow, so to speak, and we've got to plow that row, and then we can come alongside and we can get somebody else with a plow, and we can say, this is how you do it. And I think that's what you're, you're laying out here is, I'm going to go to these people. This is what I want to do. Now, let me ask you this. You said you had some people who wanted to go, and then they started talking to you about, oh, it's dangerous out there. So, What's dangerous out? Look, as soon as you pull out of your driveway, folks, it's dangerous. You don't know who's going to uh, have a heart attack from because they had their, uh, uh, quote-unquote, safe and effective shot, all right, and run into your car. You don't know. It's just as dangerous to jump out on the street or it's as dangerous to walk out on your front porch as it is to go down there. And it's just our perception of what that is. So do you have anybody that's going to walk those streets with you? Well, firstly, let me address something you you just said, Tim. Are you you telling me that I'm sitting here talking to someone who isn't triple boosted? I yes, I'm not triple boosted. I'm not even one boost. <laughs> There's only one time I could get away with that, and that's before you know me. But now I've had my one shot. <laughs> um, now, so uh, no, there there will be um, there will be me, and I have set up that way now just for me. Um, I've got supplies that I that I will take out over each and every day, and I've planned stuff out. And I, I've I've you know I don't want to come across like the Jason Statham of pastors, but I'm pretty wise. Normally this time of the year I'm in the Philippines feeding kids in the street and feeding animals in the street there. Um, I just unfortunately thanks to the guy that eats ice cream and says come on man um i can't afford to be in the philippines this year so i did support a family in the philippines this year um and dug them out of debt and helped them out of trouble 
now I'm kind of on fumes, as you would say, and I'm going to San Francisco to do this just because I felt called by God to do it. Um, I have half a filling that fell out yesterday. So, you know, hence why I was still awake at half past two in the morning and then started talking to you at five. Um, I have, uh, but the toothache, I have to say, my prayer group was praying for me. I do feel it's eased a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, right? But I love a challenge. You've got to have a challenge. You know, if God calls you to something, it's never going to be easy. You know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't call you to it because it's easy. He calls you to it because he knows you've got what it takes to to climb the mountain. Yeah, I, no, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> but I was just thinking, you know, when the Lord sent the disciples out, he sent them out at least two by two. And I think that was bearing a witness. You know, uh, the matters confirmed by two or three witnesses, Old and New Testament teach us. And so they were going to bear witness of, of the things that they were taught, uh, told to preach. And they were doing that. And I think that's a form of protection, too. You're looking after one another's back while you're doing those things. And, uh, you know, they talk about, well, if you can get a third one, you get that that third, what is that, the, 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 the twine, the, the cords, how they make them. They make them strong. And so that's a, wise, that's a wise thing to do. So that's why I'm asking. So here we are. We're down to about a minute and a half. And here's what I want to throw out. Tell people where they can find you. And if they need to send some money so you can get some more stuff or uh, take out on the street, or if they're in the San Francisco area, and I know you're not from there, you're going down there, but <clears throat> if they want to meet you and they want to walk those streets and they want to get out there with the veterans and do what you're doing into these other people, how can they do that? Where will they find you to do that? That's very kind of you, Tim. Um, so I'm on TikTok as People's Padre, P-A-D-R-E, People's Padre, um, it does have a link to Venmo and Cash App. Uh, both of them are Power Padre, um, but the TikTok itself is People's Padre, uh, People's Padre, and but Power Padre is the one we use for donations. And if you you think there is power in His name power padre it's kind of easy to remember now i have i have paid for most of it personally some of my prayer group have given some donations that will help offset um but I, i'm going to be probably I, I doubt that i'm ever going to reach the target that i set um but i'm going to have faith and push forward so let, let's just hope um but i i'm very grateful anyone that wants to help um, a veteran over this um, Christmas weekend be lovely. Okay, all right, Padre, you can you can find them TikTok.com. I'm not a TikTok person, but TikTok.com forward slash at People's Padre. That's where you can find him if you want to get that. Hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Uh, Bradley, be with you at three for two hours. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here Monday morning. Adios.